Hello. Hello! Welcome to the Book Club Haters Book Club. A podcast discussing the books we love and otherwise. I am Tia. And I'm Noor. How's your reading so far, the past month? Uh, I think it's been pretty good. I kind of binged read uh, three books like in a series, like in three days. Oh, that is binging. Yeah, it is. I'm just like, I, I have to consume every single book that is available in this book. And that's the Morgan Dane series. Now I have to check the author's name. Oh, I thought Morgan Dane's is the name. No, Morgan Dane is the um, the, char- the main character's name. Mm-mm. And then, you, do you know those like times when you're reading a series and then you realize this is a, a spin-off series? Have you ever encountered that? No. Okay. <laughs> So I have bought second books of a series. That you didn't realize were second books. Yeah, Yeah. And I'm just like, no, now I need to know the other characters' stories, too. I did that to Harry Potter. Like, I read the second one, and I'm like, I don't get this shit. (laughs) And I realized I actually read, like, I was reading the second one. So you had to buy the first one. Yeah, and then I had to buy the third one, I had to buy the fourth one, and Harry Potter is such an investment. There there we go. (laughs) So the the series is called the Morgan Dane series by Melinda Lee, which is a thriller, a, a romantic thriller, but mostly thriller bit. Mm-hmm. And it's super fun. How is how's that? That's it basically. Oh wait, I got into America, Marie Kondo. <laughs> oh, you got Did you clean your everything then? I that? have started my tidying marathon. <laughs> I have almost completed my the because you know uh, Marie Kondo says this thing where there are steps right like mm-hmm. it to your tidying process. So the first uh, category is clothes, and then you move on to books, then papers, Mm-mm. then the end what <laughs> then uh, miscellany. So right now I'm on the clothes part, but I've also already donated most of my books actually. Mm. Yeah, where'd you donate your books? Oh, um, Beery just having a book drop donation thing are we uh, <laughs> <laughs> um at mabohai oh yeah god as someone who started the organization i have no idea what's going on with it now <laughs> god yeah <laughs> completely let go of it when did you when did you give the books um it was uh was it this week it was last weekend oh my yeah. gosh okay i need to clear out my shelf yeah you should yeah i have one shelf free now for more books? I, I think I'm pretty sure if I clear out my shelf, because I have three, um, three, like, big shelves right. of books, and I'm pretty sure if I clear out, I probably only have one and a half shelf left. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god. Because there's so many things that I bought that I'm like, I'm not going to read this again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I'm, it's, they're all buys that, they're books that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Some, most of, some of them are not. Um, so I'm happy to just... Yeah, Let's I wanted go. to sell them, but not on the business side of things. Also, I think selling books is also like a a lot of work. I remember this one time, this person really wanted this book that we both equally hate. Oh. Um, do you do you want to guess what it is? I don't know. Oh no, I think you know what it is. I don't know what it is. Name and shame. Uh, Yasmin Mogahed. Oh fuck no! Oh my god! I hope we sold that for like hundred dollars or like a dollar. Something's heart. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah so... Um, that book. Nora and I really do not like that book. And Ugh. this person really wanted it. And I said, um, sure, okay, you need to pick it up from me. Because uh-huh. she wanted it. Right, right, yeah. And then she's like, oh, but no, you have to come to me. I'm like, no, you want the book. You got the entitlement. <laughs> Can we meet, like, somewhere in the middle? Her house is just, like, ten minutes away from me. Okay. And she's like... No, you need to come to me, then I'll buy the book. And I'm like, then bitch, I'm not gonna give yeah. it <laughs> Okay, it's just not worth it. Yeah, okay, so that's good to know. Um, yeah. Do you know until when the book drop is? Um, I don't know, hold on, let me just check IG. What is the period IG? Brunayan's read. <laughs> Brunayan's read. I was like, b.read. Come on, load, load, load. Instagram is doing this thing where a lot of the stuff that people are posting that I follow are not also showing up. Oh. So I think B-Read is one of those things yeah, that are I not guess showing so. up. So the adoption period is, un- donation period is mm-hmm. until the 2nd of March. 2nd of March. Yeah. You have time to con marry your <gasps> It's great, you guys. It feels great. You just like let go of those books and you're like, thank you for your like 
your service. I don't know. <laughs> thank <laughs> you for books. your existence. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for making my shelf look pretty. And now I can let you go. That's what it is, isn't it? People keep books on their shelf for aesthetic purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the fuller it looks, the more intelligent you feel. Yeah. Yeah. But in actuality, you're like, you're either not going to read those books again, or you don't really care for those books. Hoarding. Yeah. Yeah. So I just let go. Oh. God. People hoard books. Mm. Readers hoard books. Okay, when do people pick up the books? So their book adoption day will Uh be on Sunday, 3rd March 2019, where you can adopt for free as much as five books of your choice. Yeah. Ooh, check that out. I I looked at the boxes and they were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we usually, um, when we start... Um, when we start Be Read, we usually have really good books. Mm. But the ones being left behind where people don't pick up are the bad books. Okay, so now you yeah. guys know. Fight for your books, you yeah. guys. <laughs> Come early, I guess, is my advice. The way um, when I was in charge, we used to keep the really good books for like per two hours, we'll take out the mm. new, like the better books and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if they have the same strategy, but I don't think so. I think they're just going to put everything in, mm. in like, uh, in the pile that was like, like for you to pick yeah. up. Yeah. I saw some Percy Jackson books. Percy Jackson. One book that I noticed keeps coming up on Be Read piles, people keep giving, is, um, fucking hell, I can't remember the name of the book. <laughs> it's a Marcus Zusak book. Um, is it The Book Thief? The book thief, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. People keep putting that, and I don't get it. Like, the book thief is something I would want to read over and over again. I just haven't had the time to uh-huh. So you like it? it? I do. Did you? I, I've never read it. Oh. I, I actually own a copy. I think you would like it, you know? Okay. Isn't yeah. it depressing as hell? It's, um... Nazi. <laughs> yeah, so it is depressing as hell. <laughs> yeah, so... But it is... It's really well written. Mm. It's like about a girl who's being followed by death. Mm. Um, I think I saw like snippets of the movie. Oh, do they have a movie? They have a movie. God. Yeah, it's been a while now. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> and I saw like destruction, homes being torn down, yeah. like being hunted by Nazis. And I was like, how about no? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed mm. it. Okay. Yeah. So You haven't really told me what, what you read. Oh, wait, I haven't asked you. You haven't asked me? I because you were talking about Marie Kondo. Kondo. <laughs> Marie Kondo is great. Yeah, so I, I, I read this. I didn't read her first book that was like that made her famous. That was Spark Joy, is it? The first one is Tidying Up. Like, oh, really? Yeah, right. So the, there's a second one, which is like Spark Joy, mm-hmm. an illustrated guide. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, illustrated, that's helpful. Mm. So I got that, and I just like went through it within a few hours mm. and then got to work. It's good. I like Start it. to cleaning up. Yeah. No, not cleaning. Tidying. Tidying up. Okay. Sure. The one thing that I love about it is like she differentiates between tidying and cleaning. What is it? So tidy is a cleaning is like a battle against nature as in like dust, right? Right. While tidying is a battle against yourself, hoarding. Uh-huh. So I thought, and she said, you will never finish cleaning, but you can finish tidying. Jeez. And I thought, oh my God. So deep. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> That's your motivator. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I can finish this like pile of clothes. That's fine. That's clean. That's tidying. Did yeah. you watch her show on Netflix? No, because I don't have Netflix. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. How did you, did you watch it? I watch a few episodes at my brother's house and then my sister-in-law and I were like, we need to start tidying <laughs> up. <laughs> so she was Everything's talking. very motivational. Yeah. So she was talking about her bajukuro. Right. And, um, and I told her that I gave away my bajukuro and I only have sets of bajukuro that's fit for one month. Mm-hmm. So I have 20 bajukuro that I just use, like, the next month, the next yeah, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they, those are enough for me to go through for a month mm-hmm. and um, keep them clean and stuff like that. And she's like, I have bajukurong that goes up to three months before I actually recycle through them. Wow. And I'm like, do any of them spark joy for you? <laughs> and she's like, none of them do because you're going to work and you just have to use these clothes. So but, it's hard but you should be, like, comfortable in your clothes yeah. as well. That's one thing that I want to talk about. Yeah. But we're going to talk about that during our uh, book club book. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, it's okay. it's really interesting because she's like, 
I don't know, should I? And I'm like, I've seen your clothes. Just get rid of some of them. Mm, I actually mm. recently donated my clothes. Where? They're accepting donations now. Where? At <laughs> Mohiba. Uh-huh. I think until, oh my god, I think it's until yesterday, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. But smarter, we're talking about donations. Yes. <laughs> but we are not sponsored by any of these organizations. But smarter is always accepting clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah, every weekend, I think. Mm. I think you can just go there and just give it to them. Yeah, but please make sure that your clothes are clean. You know, clean and like no underwear no rips like you know they're 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 still in wearable condition condition yes because these are people you're giving to they're not trash trash cans they're not trash people they're We've not been trash to people. a lot of people people are full of trash yeah that's true <laughs> okay anything okay. else about mary kondo um no, that's it. How so you is, do like her. I do love her. Okay. I love her. Wonderful. <laughs> How is your reading progress um, this month? So I read one of my favorite fantasy books as an adult, which is Essie Chakrabarty's um, Devabat trilogy. Mm-hmm. She just came out with a second series. And I really, lo- I, I honestly think you're going to love this these series, but you still haven't read them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're a story about jinns. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> That's like, that just hits the spot. It's a pull. <laughs> yeah, their story about jinns and how jinns came to be divided Ooh. when Nabi Sulaiman came down. Ooh. So it's divided with people who, uh, not jinn, they're, they're not people, they're jinns. Okay. Um, for, like creatures, I guess. Um, initially, they're ifrits. Yeah. And then... Fire, Nabi, right? Yeah. Nabi Sulaiman came down and then they divide into two other packs. In this story, anyway. One is the Devas. The Devas are the one who still worship fire. Mm-hmm. And the other are the Jinns. The Jinns are Muslims. But it never specifies that they're Muslims. How do they specify? Oh, am I supposed to find um, that out? The no. jin- so there are two characters. For the first book, there are two characters. There's Nari and Prince Ali. Mm-hmm. Every time his part comes out, I start singing the song Prince Ali from Aladdin. <laughs> Prince Ali? Yeah. <laughs> So, Prince Ali is a Muslim, so he goes praying and, like, all sorts of right. So, um, sometimes there are lines that says, um, the sound of the azan, like, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, so he's a Muslim. And then, um, Nari is, uh, a mix of half jinn, half human. Oh, I love this. Yeah, but she's forced, even though she grew up in this, she grew up in Cairo. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of Muslim influence for her, but she's forced to be a fire worshipper because of her background as a deva. Oh, right. Okay. It's really good. Okay. (laughs) Like, it's so hard for me to... I don't know how to tell people because it's about politics. It's about struggle of power. Mm. And it's all the characters... Like, the writer, S.A. Chakraborty, she's Mm -hmm. really good at making you hate a character and then making you change your mind at the end of it. That's like Jane Austen. Yeah, <laughs> because like with Ali, I initially I'm like, oh, I hate everything about this guy. But by the end of the book, I'm like, I love him, <laughs> love him so much. In the second, he is book, your son. Yeah, in the second book, I was like, these are my favorite parts. <laughs> Even though like they're all really flawed characters, they all have problems. The main Jin Dara, mm-hmm. he's very very prejudiced because he is a pure deva who does who hates humans basically. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so there's that element of discrimination of old and new. It's just, oh my god, I love it so much. I love the book so much. So okay. I read the second book. Um, yeah, still love it. You Is this the, f- the first series? The first book is... The first book of the ser- first series? or like The first of the series is called The City of Brass. Uh-huh. The second one is called The Kingdom of Copper. The Kingdom right. of Copper is so violent. I love it so much. <laughs> the cover is so beautiful. The covers are really, really wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're really pretty, brothers. I would want those as my, on my bookshelf. Like, I think so. Joy. <laughs> <laughs> I think so because um, she just the writer just sent me a book plate mm-hmm. with her signature. So I'm like, I feel like I'm forced to buy the book now, so I can just stick it there. What's a book plate? It, a book plate is uh, like a card sized paper, maybe uh-huh. slightly bigger. It's a sticker. Uh-huh. They sign it, and then you put... Why do you have it? Because she, she was giving it away to international okay. leaders. I'm like, hey! Yeah. I'm one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always um, tweeting her, telling her I love her. Okay, no wonder. <laughs> so I love her so much. She's really good right, okay. at writing and storytelling. Yeah. The gin's really, like, It's a good me. pull. Yeah. yeah. What else that. can I tell you about this book? I don't know. I just... 
it's because I'm so besotted in it. It's mm-hmm. so hard for me to tell people why I love it. You just do. I just love every aspect mm. of it. Yeah. I was ready to not like the book because they're also really thick. Yeah. I think books are hard. They take a lot of time. Yeah. I remember reading the first book and telling you, I feel like I've been reading this book for a month. I remember that. Yeah, but yeah. I've only been reading it for five days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's like each chapter is really long. Um, yeah. Okay. There are a lot of things that you miss the first time. So I was rereading the first one before the second book came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just read the book. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we should read like sometime at the end of this year. Why? Why is it at the end of the year? I don't know. Because the third book's going to come out at some point. I'm going to reread it no again. No wonder. <laughs> it's only to her advantage. Of course. <laughs> well, that's the point of this book club, because there are yeah. no rules. Um, what else? I read until my lips chapped. What? So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Is that a title? Is that no, no, a this, state? This is my second topic. Um, you, you're okay with reading for long periods of time, yeah. right? I can't do that. Yeah, because I get distracted. By, by what? Things. My phone. Okay. <laughs> by butterflies. <laughs> no, sometimes I'm, I'm just distracted by... Sometimes I just want to lie down, not do anything. <laughs> I I can't really read mm-hmm. sitting up. Oh, no, I'm not... Oh, right. I have to... Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I read in, in all, all body forms. <laughs> <Okay. sometimes. laughs> On all positions. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I went for Umrah. I told you this. Mm. Um, and we were there for 11 days. And then on the first day, I just kind of decided, you know, I think I can finish the whole of the Quran within the 11 days. Wow. Yeah. And Ambitious like, as hell. <laughs> my mom said it's definitely doable, but my mom is also way more familiar with the language than I am mm-hmm. of reading the Quran. So by the last day, I have five more chapters. And I was like, ugh, sundown me. <laughs> oh my God. Hubris. <laughs> yeah. And then I start reading from two o'clock until eight. It was in like because I have to read with my lips moving, right? So I know the pronunciation is right. My lips start chapping at six o'clock. Subhanallah. And I, was, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. is that devotion? And is that like? In, oh, my mom's know. like every hour. Are you done? Are you done yet? Because she was finished by one o'clock, and she just kept bragging that she was done with it. And by seven o'clock, I'm like. You know what? I need a shower. Yeah. So I went to shower and I read some more and I'm like, I hate everything. <laughs> I just hated everything at that moment. But I finished at eight o'clock and now I went to sleep. <laughs> basically. Yeah. In eleven days. That's amazing. You can actually read like three three what? Three Jews, three chapters in a day. That's a lot, though. Because there's nothing for me to do while I'm there. Oh, that's true. You yeah. are in, like, Umrah. Like, yeah, that's the whole point. While waiting for Azan, mm-hmm. I have to do something. So I read the Quran. And then, like, before... I can't... I don't usually go back to the hotel immediately. Because mm-hmm. my mom is on wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so we have to wait maybe around 20 minutes for everything to clear out so mm-hmm. we can go out easily. I have nothing to do. Book the Quran. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I recommend it. <laughs> well, the Quran would you recommend? It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> A plus star and star. <laughs> but not to like read until your lips chapped or like your yeah. body is like weakening. That's the thing, isn't it? Take you have breaks. to take care of yourself. Yeah. The only time I only read a book like in one day is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. <laughs> Are you comparing that to Quran? <laughs> <laughs> I did my lips didn't chap though. Okay. <laughs> Not that, uh, you know, devoted. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I was or if I wasn't. Wait, is that the last one? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to read as fast as I could before people send me spoilers. People do that? Oh, yeah. Oh. I was active in Harry Potter forum. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> my life. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, are we... Do you want to move on to the next section? Are you... Is that all the books... Oh, what else did I read? Yeah, I didn't read much. It's nice. <laughs> I mean, if you compare like the the thickness of the Quran, I guess you would read a lot. You, you read a lot this one. Um, I guess but I didn't put it on my Goodreads. <laughs> <Good finished. laughs> Started when finished maybe, when reread it. Uh, maybe I should put it on my Goodreads. It'd be so funny. <laughs> Chiba, try finding it on Goodreads. It is there. It you is think, there. 
You think I haven't checked? Of course I've checked. And why haven't you done this? Like, it's hilarious. It's so weird. But it's just, it's always so funny to me. It is there. See, it's in, it's in um, Bahasa Arab. Look at that book cover though. Oh, dang. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's the usual Quran cover. See? Wait, no. I put one to read. I read it. <laughs> read. <to> read. <laughs> and then you have to update it with like your dates reread, you what know. Page? <laughs> Wait, let's see. Reading challenge 2019. I have officially read four books. Oh my day. god. Congratulations. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I think like every episode is just like in the books mention section. There's just always, the first one is always going to be Quran by Allah. <laughs> Every episode. Every time I ask somebody, what's your favorite book? They should be answering the Quran. Yeah. It's the Quran. Oh no, I officially read five books, including the Quran this year. Great. Did you include your reread of the of that one? Quran? The 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 SA Chakraborty one. Uh huh. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. So the next section uh, we'll be talking about it's genre talk. Yay! Uh, today we're gonna talk about young adult. Yeah, young adult Wait. fiction. I googled young adult just now, and what came out was the Charlize Theron movie. <laughs> there's, there's a movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, yeah, I love Charlize Theron. Okay, so young adult fiction is a category of fiction written for readers from 12 to 18 years of age. While the genre is targeted to teenagers, approximately half of YA readers are adults. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's true, because like, obviously you've read YA and I've read YA mm. after we've turned 18. Yeah. yeah. After we have money to yeah. buy books. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I bought so many and read so many YA books after I got more money, which yeah. is like after teenagehood. Mm-hmm. Um... When did you start reading YA? That's what I want to know, actually. Hmm. I think my first one that... Oh, God, I don't know. Harry Potter would be YA, right? But they don't market it as that. I feel like Harry Potter is, like, middle... Middle... What's it called? Middle grade? I think it's middle grade for the first three books. Yeah, because, like, he's they're children. Yeah. Proper children. The writing, the thickness of the book, and the font of the book is slightly bigger than mm. this from the rest of the series. But it got significantly darker from the fourth to the seventh mm. so that would i probably categorize that as ya mm. but they put that book under fiction popular fiction because i guess it's hard with like a super popular book yeah. to be like categorized into just one genre yeah yeah hmm. I, I think my first one would be the perks of being a wallflower by charles it's not charles Bukowski who wrote that book <laughs> Um, do you have you read that book? No, I kind of refused after I saw a little bit of the movie. Oh right, because Emma Watson was really bad in that one. Was she really? I, I didn't watch the movie, so I don't know. I think I was just like so put off with her American accent. Oh right, that I was just like, no, this has ruined the whole book for me. I don't want to read it anymore. Oh, so the book is written. Oh no, that's the film. Oh my, that's not the right person. Who wrote the book? It is? What? No, did the same person direct the film? I guess that could happen. um, Stephen Chbosky, so he wrote the book. And then the film, according to Wikipedia, is also... What? (laughs) Also by him. Huh. Sure, people can be talented in two things. Not many people actually are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they can do multiple things, not necessarily be good at them. That's true. So that's my first. Mm. That's my first poppin' of the cherry. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I might have read that's other really books. Weird. <laughs> it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Do you remember? Mm, let me see. I was going to say Percy Jackson, but like, no, that's middle grade. I don't know. Like, I read Princess Diaries. I didn't read. Oh, wait. I read a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Like, Mac Cabot That books. would be YA, isn't it? E- is it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. is. Yeah. I read Princess Diaries first before first of being a wallflower. I love the Princess Diaries. I've never read it. It's really good. I think you... Oh, okay. <laughs> For some reason, my phone's um, torchlight decided to go off. Um, yeah, I think you will like it. It's a lot of romance in it. I love that. Yeah, I, I gave away movie. my books, unfortunately. I should have just given it to you. 
you donate them to yeah. the what, what where was it i don't know the juvenile prison yeah 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 the juvenile prison <laughs> juvenile place yeah delinquents yeah. I read a lot of McCabot books, like The Princess and the Poppers, stuff like that, la, but mm-hmm. like, you know, modern versions of it. Okay. Yeah. I so, love McCabot. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. So they really, like, those books were my intro, but they had a lot of romance as well, Mm-mm. which was kind of what keeps me uh, coming back. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Princess Diaries is the same. Lots of romance in it. Anyway, what are your thoughts on YA? I think that YA gets a lot of bad rep. Me too, I agree. Yeah, because like they think that it's... Mostly, I think that a large proportion of the readership are girls and women. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like anything that is marketed towards girls and women are unfortunately kind of deemed as less... Less, less literature. Yeah, less literature as like whatever it, the others. And... Yeah, it gets such a bad rap, but actually there are so many good books. Yeah. And, like, what keeps people coming back is, like, we talked about this earlier, about how YA is about kind of, it's a coming of age, basically. Mm-hmm. Every book is a coming of age story. And it kind of reflects on how the readers, us, and how we come of age and how we process Mm-mm. kind of our changing bodies, our changing lifestyles, and it's like, it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Why do people hate it? It's great. Yesterday I was walking, do you know the book house opened a shop at the mall? Oh, they did? Yeah. No. <laughs> so, I was... The, Where? Um, second floor, I think. I don't mm. know, I was just walking around, mm. um, and then it was there. It's quite small. It's like at the very back, near mm-hmm. the toilets. Um, so, I saw... I, oh, I went in, and then they have this one category they put as chiclet. Ugh. <laughs> but I was also like, oh, this is so diminishing of mm. the hard work people have put into this. I mean, you can try to reclaim YA or chiclet as a term. But yeah. once the wider um, language familiarity deemed them as lesser Less and like it's less. so hard yeah yeah it's so hard for you to feel empowered to read yeah them. exactly yeah. um i really like ya because there's a lot more diversity i do agree in the writers yeah. okay i'm gonna this is one evident okay because i was i went through the new york Times bestseller list which i think is a really good source to see um books that you might want to read right okay yeah um, so the adult fiction, just fiction, okay. Um, the hardcover, fi- hardcover fiction only has one person of color. That is so sad. And it's a man. Now I'm not trying to diminish the people who are on this list. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, a lot of them are women, Palang. Like yeah. around five of them are women. But in comparison to the young adult hardcover, <laughs> mm-hmm. there are five women of color in the list nice. out of ten. Nice. Yeah. So that's why I really like. Um, those books and it's not just that like YA kind of span a lot of other genres like fantasy yeah um goes a lot of science fiction in yeah it too. um which is weird we didn't talk about that during our science fiction genre talk last yeah we time. didn't talk about YA it's yeah so sad. which is weird because I read a lot of sci-fi from YA I, I read a lot of fantasy which is like kind of sci-fi you too right Marie Lou right yeah 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 see, that's sci-fi that is sci-fi but yeah. it's considered as YA and like okay there's this thing where YA if it kind of um, you know how books they intersect genres, of course. Mm-hmm. And if they're YA or like chiclet, they if they're like in a in a fantasy thing or a sci-fi setting, it doesn't really count mm-hmm. quote quotation mark yeah. as like sci-fi or fantasy, which is so such a shame because it uh, for one thing it doesn't expose the books to more people. Ugh, mm-hmm. It's so sad. So um, there's this. I saw this um, tweet from a writer who writes um, fantasy and science fiction. Mm-hmm. And then the main character is 50 years old, but her book was categorized under YA. 50? Yeah. And she tweeted, the person who tweeted is L.D. Lewis, 
and she tweeted, this isn't a call-out or let's start a YA versus adult fight on Twitter situation, so please don't take it there and make me get rude. But I do worry that we're subconsciously begun categorizing diversity mm. in science fiction and fantasy as YA by default. And I kind of agree, because, like, if I go to, um, if I go to, like, Kinokuniya, which is, like, a really big bookshop, yeah. Yeah, um, most of the books on the fiction area, like, adult fiction, they're daily life kind of story contemporary contemporary yeah. yeah but very few of them i find in science fiction science fiction is in another category mm. but this is really interesting because if you're putting people of color on uh ya category mm-hmm. it's only being read by a certain amount of people yeah they're not read by white males for instance mm-hmm. um they're not read by males all together yeah. yeah um so that was really interesting but um again going back to essay chakraborty mm. i thought her book really read like ya but it's categorized under fantasy only because her um characters are above 18 mm. yeah okay. but it really really read like a ya book i love ya books like how they structure yeah. it yeah yeah they're i feel like they're more thought no i don't know i don't want to shit on fiction in general you're not it's like i don't think it is a, a like shitting on if you're like just it's, it's a comment i guess uh, i mean there's nothing in contemporary i feel like that's pulling me mm. as well as ya has yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i do agree and and mostly for me that's because of the types of conflict mm. that is in contemporary that doesn't pull me as like as the types of conflict mm-hmm. that happens in YA. You know, like uh, as I said about coming of age and like processing. I, and I feel like if you're in contemporary, you more or less kind of handle things okay. Mm. But in YA, you mess up, and when you mess up, you kind of mess up really, really big. But the reality is, everyone <clears throat> battles with stuff, right? Of course, yeah. But but I think that for YA because the the characters themselves are young and you remember how like when you're a teenager uh-huh. everything is such a big deal yeah. and I think that's why YA is more I would say I wouldn't say rich but it is the the conflict feels bigger mm. because of their age and how they deal with things and how you know, teenagers deal with I'm not things. not sure Katniss Everdeen would agree with you seeing how she has to save her sister's life. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and save for her life yeah, along the way. Yeah, true. I don't really read a lot of dystopia other than maybe Marie Lou. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Susan E. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Did you not read Hunger Games then? I didn't. Oh, I, I only found out about it, its, its existence uh-huh. about, from the movie. And it, okay. I know Hermit. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't know about its existence. And then, because I, I wasn't into dystopia, so that that's one thing. Um, what I, oh, I was going to say something. Right. Why it gets shit on, mm-hmm. uh, I think mostly because of Twilight. A lot of Did you read Twilight? I tried to. Didn't like it. But there's a huge readership of Twilight. And Girl, it gets shit on so much. Let me tell you, <laughs> I read that Twilight and I liked it. Okay, fine. <laughs> there was one time when I had to go to class and I'm like, I want to finish this book. And I didn't go to class. <laughs> there you go. It's like... Okay, there are so many terrible books out there. Yeah. But the book, like, for genres that get read by women girls more mm-hmm. get like are held to a higher standard like mm. if, I, I mean twilight is considered ya and ya romance even mm. and if that is considered a bad book like that's sub- subjective whatever mm. if that's considered a bad book and it's super super popular everyone's gonna think like oh all of the oh. all of the ya romance is, is like this mm-hmm. and it's such a it's such a sad thing like that book does not represent things. No, I feel like there are very few battles in that book for Bella's character. Because it's just, should I, at the end of it, the question was, should I be a vampire or not? Fine, you know, you can you, you can have an identity crisis. That was her identity crisis. Yeah. So she could have solved that crisis really quickly. She's like, yep, I'll be a vampire. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure your book is much richer, richer than that. I kind of gave away mine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what else was I going to say about YA? 
Oh, wait, what kind of tropes do you like in YA? Mm, I don't know, because the problem is that I've read so many YA that I feel like I've read everything in it, which is why right now I'm finding it really hard to find fictions that I like, Mm. because I'm seeking an adult, adult books that are similar to that. Great, send in your recommendation, you guys. Yeah, because, again, S.A. Chakraborty kind of really, really kind of filled that gap. Yeah. But I haven't found anything that is anywhere near close to YA in contemporary fiction. Wow. Um, I really hate it. Like, I try I try reading a lot of Asian uh, literature. Mm-hmm. None of them had anything. Like, there is that missing spark, and I don't know what that missing spark is. I know, younger characters. I guess so, younger characters. <laughs> I don't know. Less okay. jaded. <laughs> Less well, jaded a lot of them are jaded, yeah. too. But hmm, I don't know. It depends on which subcategory of YA you're asking me. I really like romances in YA. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly really loved All the Boys I've Loved Before by uh, Jenny Han. Have you read it? Not read it. But you read, you I, watched I watched the movie like three, four times. Yeah, um, you're allowed to borrow the book. It's on my phone. Okay. Please go ahead and read it. I really, really like it. And I think you would like it too. Um, it's fake dating. Of course I would love it. Yeah, you would. Like, I really like the aspects of romance in YA in that mm. these kids are so fucking clueless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's so fucking obvious. It's like, it's so cute. Yeah, like, Fangirl by Rainbow Rawl mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. That is a book that I read every single year. Um, I think it's romance done really well, mental health done really well. So that's YA? Yeah, that book is YA even though she's in college. So, like, um, there's this debate going on that uh, Rainbow Rawl's Fangirl is actually something called new adult hmm, which maybe is like, that's what i need new adult books new adult books maybe but mm. a lot of people kind of like um say no to that genre because mm. it's such a it's a very limiting way because you're like so 18 like 19 to 22 yeah. is new adult and, and then 23 such, to something that is adult adult it's just a strange category for once you've hit 18 yeah because i understand when you're in school and you want to read ya stuff or like middle grade school Mm. like because your pace of in understanding literature is very there are limitations yeah like if you want to read i don't know you want to read something bigger like What's a big Homer when you're 15 years old? Quran, no. You've been reading the Quran since you're 6 years old. Yeah, so if you want to read, like, I don't know, uh, Iliad, or I don't know, whatever. Mm. So at, at a small, at a young age, whatever, then go ahead and do it. But there is a basis to that age factor mm-hmm. when you're, when you've, because there's a certain point where you stop growing, right? Yeah. Like, your brain starts stop, to stop growing up so Just, fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of understand that for kids. But for adults, is very bizarre. Mm. Because having it new adults, what the fuck? Yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> I don't know. But Fangirl does read a lot like a YA book. Mm, yeah, that's that's one of the debate where, like, some of these new new adult books read like YA but are set with, like, ages. I think at that point, there was, like, a, a, a gap in the market mm. where there were, like, new, well, new adults, mm. where they were going to college or like just starting their their jobs like that mm-hmm. which i i don't know i just think that they're adult adult <laughs> instead of <laughs> they this, don't have to be new adult yeah new adult what yeah. if like someone in their 30s is just starting their job that's a new adult that's I guess. true in this economy in yeah Rina especially yeah hmm yeah dystopia i like strong female characters strong flawed female characters i love their flaws yeah and <laughs> I'm, i love their flaws done well yeah yeah so that's the same with fantasy and i have read a book that i finished like all the series but and i realized i didn't really like the main character because she's too whiny mm. what was it <laughs> um i don't want to shame it, shame it. <laughs> i don't want to shame it because a lot of people do really like it but i think it wasn't for me maybe because i'm reading the character I feel like I read... Okay, it's a book series by Tahirah Mafi. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's called. Shatter Me series or something. Um, the problem, oh, right. Yeah, the problem that I have with this book is I feel like the way everyone is saying something, mm-hmm. the way they speak, is not very natural. That's, um, that's actually, like, a lot of reviews that I read, because I wanted to try out that series. And really? A is lot that, of reviews say that it, yeah. the, the dialogue and how they present themselves aren't very, like natural thing yeah. there's one character um i think his name is kenji mm. he is 
kind of not really alpha male but he's just super in support of the main character Juliet mm. can't believe I remember these characters <laughs> yeah so um Kenji's dialogues are very very weird to me mm-hmm. because <clears throat> it's maleness amplified but not done really well so whenever I read it I'm like why do people like this person because right. people like really love that character Kenji his name I think or Kendo I don't know mm. Kenjo <laughs> so people really love his character but I never really feel any pull to it because I felt like if a man speaks like this to me I would fucking hit him in the face so he looks like he's, he's like a caricature to you kind of I don't think he's a, a caricature I think the way he speaks like yo blah blah blah, blah. It, it's so weird Ooh. the dialogue is so bizarre <laughs> okay yeah but the male protagonist is hot as fuck. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. that, that's something that I kind of, not that I look for, but I kind of like, if it's there, it's like a little, it's like a piece of cake. Yeah. There's a lot of romance in that one too, if you want to get into it. But you just said, you just gave a bad no, review. <laughs> it's really easy to read. I finished that book in two hours in a plane. Two hours? Yeah. How can you finish a book in two hours? I had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> the movies were not interesting in that plane. Okay. So. No, um... Yeah, it's it's also in my Kobo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other thoughts on YA? What's your favorite tropes? My favorite trope is ragtag group of kids mm-hmm. <laughs> who have no family or like very like um, who essentially have no family because their families have abandoned them or like cast them away and they kind of find a family in themselves oh. while trying to steal something. The fuck is this book are you talking about? So basically, I love heists. Okay. Heist books and heist movies. And I love it even more if they're YA. Because um, the conflict of growing up mm-hmm. and, and like finding yourself an identity crisis. And the best um, example of that, I think, is the Six of Crows book mm-hmm. by Lee Bardugo, which I... I think I talk about too much, but it's okay. I love it so much. It's only been two episodes. Yeah. So you haven't spoken about it enough. Okay. So they're like, I think um, the six of crows, there's six of them. Uh-huh. So they're part of this gang in a, it's set in a world where they're like, there's some magic and stuff. And it's kind of a spin-off series, but I didn't read the first series. Mm. But it reads really, really, really well as a standalone series. And their mission is to steal something that is that you cannot steal, basically, from another country. And it's, like, protected by these huge walls and protected by, essentially, fascists. Wow. Yeah. So these characters are so, so diverse in that it's the first... I think because I don't really read a lot of mm-hmm. diverse books anyway, which I'm trying to change, but one of them... Uh, so there are a few disabled right. characters in there. And it's so interesting. They're disabled. And then diversity in... Uh, there's body diversity in there as well. And then there's race diversity. But though they, they're like different races. But you know, they're like one's dark, one's uh, white, and mm. then one's like a like an Asian type character. And it's like, it's amazing. Girl, I got recommendations for you. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Because I'm really looking for something that is kind of okay, really um, similar to that. Children of Blood and Bone by Tommy Adeyemi Ooh, is really, I was really good. I was like looking okay. at that. Okay, it's very on. expensive, but I have a copy. I can give it to you. Nice. Yeah. Um, another one is uh, the, what is it called? Uh, the Gentleman's Guide to... Oh, I have that. Yeah, yeah, I have um, that. Gentleman's Guide to... What was it? Um, oh, but the... I always forget the... Okay. The cover's really Gentleman's really Guide funky. to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. And the second book is Lady's Guide to Petticoats and Piracy by Mackenzie Lee. Uh, the second one, the main character is awesome. Okay. Yeah, because that's the sister of the first one. Did um, it just get released? The yeah. One? Yeah. I also <laughs> have that in my coma. You can have a look. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are those are basically just people, kids running away from yes. uh, and trying to steal stuff. It's really good. Yeah. I love high stuff. Steal more stuff. That's what you mean by heist books. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to steal something that's kind of like, it's impossible to steal, but they do it anyway. Yeah. It's really good. But um, I think Mackenzie Lee... Lee's books the first one is really funny mm. because the main character he's really problematic mm. like, I love that I love that yeah, but he also like as the book progresses he's realizing how big of an asshole he is right so um yeah I really really like that I love sometimes like characters who kind of like embrace their assholeness he embraces his assholeness but there was also a lot of but, like, sexism in his language yeah, yeah. and 
um, several racism in his language. Um, he's very ableist in his views, mm. but only as the story progresses, he's like, oh, that's where I'm wrong. Yeah. But still maintaining that. So they, still... they become more compassionate, but they're still pretty much still awful. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. And in the second book, like he's completely deprived of everything because uh-huh. he's coming, he's from a family of rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just gets really fun, much okay. funnier. <laughs> yeah. You got a question? Is that the title of the section? Question time. <laughs> question time. <laughs> we'll uh, quickly. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you think makes for a voracious reader? What what does it what does voracious reader mean? Oh god, I have a lot of thoughts about this. I feel like we have five minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, because I used to think like you have to read a lot and stuff like that. But mm. um I got called out a few years ago that not everyone actually has the money yeah. for the means to do that. Which is why we started Be Read, so people have access to mm. books. Um, but then people get some people get really possessive of their books, and they just don't want to give books anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, really super enthusiastic readers, I think, are people who do read a lot. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't. It's quality over quantity, isn't it? Yeah. Because you don't know. No, it's quantity over quality. What? Oh, voracious, because, like, the term, right? Yeah, you... In order for you to understand more of the world, you still have to go through the really bad books. Yeah. That's how I feel, anyway. Yeah, that's right. Because if you're just reading books that you like all the time, you're super lucky, first of all. Right? Yeah. And yeah. also, I think, I think that means that just means you have bad taste or something. Um, why? Why? Because you're not expanding what you're No, reading? I think, like, if you... Because you don't... You're, don't, you're not... If you like everything that you read, uh, are you really, like, critically consuming? Well, no, I mean, at some point in my youth, <laughs> when I was reading YA all the time, I liked all of the books that I read, like, really? a lot. Yeah. Mm. Um, it was only in retrospect that I'm like, mm, no, I don't think I enjoyed it as much mm. as I did. Maybe because I was deprived of entertainment. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. yeah. But I would say a very, what is the word that you used just now? voracious 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 um i would say it is quantity over quality Mm, okay because it means you're willing to read anything i'm Mm. probably wrong because if you're reading five books in a year do you actually associate a very enthusiastic word to that it means you're lacking enthusiasm to read as much as you want so it's enthusiasm that's how I feel, anyway. Mm. You can enthusiastically read that one Yeah, book. yeah, okay, I guess so. I guess, but... I, I was just thinking about, like, this question, because I'm like, am I a voracious reader? I don't really... I feel like I don't read as much uh-huh. as I I used to. Like, I used to read, like, 50, 60 books, and now I'm just, like, 20, 30. Right. And very difficult, like... I kind of have a hard time going through more books nowadays. Um, so... I mentioned this in the first episode that I'm reading 30 books this year instead of 50, and I like taking my time, but I've also been able to really dig into the books that I'm reading and Mm -hmm. really, really understand them, Um, because when I did last year, I can tell you, I I would not be able to list you five books that I read last year, because I was rushing to get through the 50, and wait, 55, yeah, I was rushing to get through the Mm -hmm. 55 books. And I can probably just name you, like, four that I remember. Uh, yeah. Does that make me a very voracious reader? I don't know. Like, yeah, that's it, right? Like, if you re- if you don't remember, what, what what's the point? I think, like, with you, I noticed this year you're reading books that you really enjoy, that you're very outwardly Spark telling... joy! Yeah, <laughs> that you're outwardly telling people that you really like yeah. it. And I guess that's one way to look at it. Maybe it is quality, then. Hmm. Mix a boat. It's a, it's a boat. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just depend. It depends, right? If you're reading fifty books and you can remember the ones that you really really mm-hmm. love, because I only remember one book that I really really loved mm-hmm. last year. Um, then yeah, I guess I don't know. The answer Enthu- to this question I, is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would say it's enthusiasm yeah. for me. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're reading five books in a year and you're just recalling that one book, that's over enthusiasm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's over and over one book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you remember what your first favorite book is? Quran. No. Mukaddam. <laughs> I honestly think right now what comes to mind is probably like I don't like these books now anyway. Okay, that's fine. But 
Um, I don't remember the first one, but I remember the series. It's it's the Mr. Midnight books. I, it's a Mr. Midnight book. They're written by written by something something James. They're Singaporean. Oh right. Yeah, and um, they're basically mysteries. They're like thrillers, I guess you would say, but like mm-hmm. middle grade. Yeah. I owned possibly a hundred of those books. Good lord. Yeah, I spent so much money on them. So yeah, that was basically my first foray into it. Hmm. How my parents yeah, would not buy me. I read Goosebumps. But my parents would not buy me that many books. I think I only had like maybe ten copies of Goosebumps. I, I mostly most of them were kind of uh, hand me downs. That's say. great. Yeah, yeah, but not for my parents, but for my cousins. Mm. Yeah, that's still pretty good. Yeah, we share books. So, and when they got over that series, I was still into that series, so they gave me their books. So mm. we kind of did, like did a strategy where like I would buy this many books they would buy this nice. many books yeah so no overlaps in titles yeah no overlaps because nice. we, we would like check I have this I have this you have this it's great that's what I did too yeah <laughs> share books you guys it's great wanna move on to the next section yeah book club time <laughs> book club time <laughs> um this month's book was The Body is an Apology by... What? what? The Body the, is not an apology. My bad. <laughs> I'm Fem- not saying sorry for my existence. <laughs> this month's book is The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. Who knew it was a self-help book? <laughs> yeah, why the heck did you choose this book? <laughs> I did not realize it was a self-help book. <laughs> I had to look deep into my soul while reading this book. No, I read it because I thought it was going to be about fat shaming and about fatness in the world. But like fiction? No, 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 no. I know it was a non-fiction. non-fiction but yeah, you didn't but know it was like, this is how you get through things. This is, I did not know it was a legit self-help book. But <laughs> yeah, I would say this is probably the first self-help book I've ever read. Um, Popped your cherry? <laughs> Okay, I, I I would say that this is what like one of the first. Um, I know this is probably the f- my first self help book in years. You read you read Marie Kondo. That's kind oh of oh my god, that's true. But I started reading this and then I read Marie Kondo and I finished it. That's so you you read this first and then Marie Kondo. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Marie Kondo. Never mind. No, we're, I will not be distracted by that. <laughs> Um, so basically the book tells you, like, there's five chapters. There's five chapters. Yeah. Short and chapters. They're very short. It's about 140 pages in total. And it tells you um, the main philosophy is basically your body is your body. Mm-hmm. And it has, it takes up space and you should not apologize, apologize for, for that. You can say that you love your body, but what you need is radical self-love. Yeah, this is the thing that's like been like that's the whole thing, right? Yeah. Radical self love. Oh my god, I was like, what the heck is radical? <laughs> what is radical about this? For me, because like she uses words like radical and mm-hmm. then body terrorism. I yeah. was like, whoa, she uses very this is intense. I think it's really interesting that she uses very aggressive language yeah. to address these things. Yeah, because we're very um, we're very soft when we comes when it comes to talking about bodies Mm -hmm. we're very mild because we don't want to offend people Mm -hmm. but i think it made so much sense when she said the world has an agenda of body terrorism yeah which is to shame people who are not in the norm yeah because the system is not just a you and me system it's a capitalistic thing yeah and like it's a government government thing thing. because the government is telling you what your ibm is yeah bmi bmi ibm ibm is the computer Oh, God, called out there. <laughs> so we'll put that in the list, IBM. Yeah. So um, what your BMI is, what healthy body should look like, politicians yeah. who are healthy. And, yeah, it is, I think it makes a lot of sense because we use terrorism for these things that happen every so often. Mm. But shaming of body who are not normal, whether you're stick thin or fat mm-hmm. or you're on a wheelchair or you're, you won't, you're not able to walk, happens to us every minute of the day yeah and isn't it amazing i i like kind of this book really opens my eyes to it and i'm like 
<laughs> oh my god, the body shame profit complex. What? That's so true. And like the government and how like well, I'm not like kind of uh, this is not a government bashing thing, but like it is. It makes sense in that I was reading an article recently about how the government is trying to help. Um, people, disabled people, to mm-hmm. get more jobs because there are only 5%, 5% of them are in, in the workforce. In Brunei? In Brunei. Mm-hmm. And that is so sad. Yeah. Because these people are already, of course, they're disabled and then, like, the government has to try to... Accommodate. Accommodate that. Yeah. And not a lot of jobs do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I as a fat person, I usually get is you're not healthy. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, two years ago, I mean, I should go again. Um, I got a medical checkup, and mm-hmm. my doctor was kind of surprised. She said, you're actually one of the more healthiest people I've ever met. There we go. And then, like, there's this quote that kind of, it popped to me. Um, this is in regards to fat bodies. Mm-hmm. She wrote, equally damaging is our insistence that all bodies should be healthy. Health is not a state we owe to the world. We are not less valuable, worthy, or lovable because we are not healthy. Right. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> you have to, like, stop for a bit. And they're like, oh, my God. Because yeah, every yeah. time people say, like, like, every time people don't want to use the word fat, they're like, oh, are you healthy? Then what? If I'm not healthy, I am not supposed to be loved. Is yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I'm not supposed to exist in this world. Yeah. So like, there's a there's a quote. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm really close. I wrote too. <laughs> so like, okay, so this is my like kind of not really my first book club, but it's kind of like the first time when I, we don't know what the heck we're doing. <laughs> kind of. So we're just like going by it. There are no rules. <laughs> so like in in relation to that, I was like really blown away by this one quote. Um, that's like. Our belief that there should be a standard body anchors the systemic oppression of ableism and reinforces the notion that people with, with illnesses and disabilities have defective bodies rather than different bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like something yeah. that's like, that's been in my mind. Like these bodies are like, I love that how this book put words mm-hmm. to like, uh, like thoughts, mm. uh, to ideas, like, like words that are easily understandable because yeah. a lot of times I think when oh you know this person how like some people talk about oppression and like liberation of uh-huh. oppression they use words that nobody can understand what the heck they're talking about for this one it's like it's a simple case of hey if you if you're talking about, if you're saying that that person who has uh, illness is deficient in some way mm-hmm. you're oppressing them mm. it's like it's such a simple statement to yeah. me and one thing i like about her notion of radical self-love is if you like your body mm-hmm. if you emit it to the people around you too because it's true like if you love your body it shows in your attitude and yes, stuff like yes. that. it means like people around you don't feel bad about their bodies yeah because i'm always met with like i am always i've always been okay with my body for mm-hmm. a really long time now but whenever someone is next to me and saying like i'm fat i'm like i can't believe you just went my mood just went from 80 percent to 30 mm. by that one sentence right because what you're saying is it reflects more about you than it does about me, mm-hmm. but you're also making me feel bad. Yeah, because they associate the word fat with bad, bad yeah. and you're like, well, you know, it's something that you, you've accepted, but like they're like, they haven't accepted it. Because it, it influences them you. not accepting means they're not accepting something about me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, I really like that. The whole, like, love yourself until other people around you don't have to feel bad to be around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that it's, like, it moves beyond just, like, us, working yeah. on us, but it also, like, acknowledges that we occupy spaces that other people occupy. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, like, uh, work on yourself, because by working on yourself, you're also helping others. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what I really like about it, it's not preachy. Like, it, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Because it's... Because here's the problem that I have with self-help books. A lot of them are really pretentious. Oh my god. So it's all about like, yeah, you can do this. But you can do with this, this one, it's Unlock not just about potential. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just about you. There's a problem in the world. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Radical self-love allows you, like, everyone's existence in this world is about the body. Yeah. And whether that body is in hunger, is in poverty, mm. um, they are not able to access anything. Our recognition of radical self-love and 
of our body means we are able to recognize that there is a problem in the yeah, system. Exactly. If the world is so rich and so modern, why are the people still in poverty? Yeah. Why are people still hungry? How come people still cannot access buildings? Exactly. And I like that because there is a lot of social justice element in mm. it, despite it being a self help book, which I don't really see in a lot of Oh other yeah, definitely. Books. It's like it's uh so radical self love is understanding that you deserve uh, love space. Yeah. deserve a space and love is like a, like whatever uh, whatever whatever that nourishes you mm-hmm. in your body if you deserve that then other people deserve that too yeah. and, and and so when you understand that concept you you're kind of like fighting for injustice in that way also and i'm like oh my god yes <laughs> this is what i wanted i didn't know this is what i needed but here we are you're like oh i'm fine with my body oh my god i'm i i didn't realize and like okay so this book has a lot of um what do they call it mm. hold on let me just open it <laughs> oh the disclaimers and stuff yeah um yeah they're like in boxes where yeah. you're like the un- uh Unapologetic, unapologetic inquiry. Yeah, unapologetic inquiries. And Where you have to self-reflect. Yeah, you have to, like, self-reflect. And, like, and she, one of them was, like, um, what was the origin of your body shape? Yeah. And I was, like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, digging back to, like, three-year-old yeah. me. <laughs> I had to, like, literally just, like, set my phone up because I read uh, on my phone. And then it's, like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. There's one, like, the first ones is, what privileges do you have? And yeah. I'm, like, true yeah and uh so i was re- uh, listening to this podcast that I, I told you about last night mm-hmm. yeah and like one of from one of them what's uh, it called oh this the podcast is called sentimental garbage which basically talks about chiclet uh books in like they embrace the chiclet book that and then um the host is like each of us has a privileged sandwich so like oh. i might have some ham you might not have some ham like i have pickles you don't and like you have what do you have, mustard or like tomato sauce and i don't i and, get the crust yeah right yeah <laughs> so like in that way we kind of like it's a like when you're an equal distribution no it's um it's, a, it's have, like layers of privilege right. and layers of like what we of oppression also and it, it's so interesting to be confronted with mm. that fact yeah yeah wow <laughs> i think even if you're okay with your body if you feel neutral towards it you do need to read this <laughs> i agree and uh okay so i oh, wrote this down language. i told you about okay. this earlier um while we were recording um a few days ago, I was wearing a baju kurung that yeah. made me feel very, very uncomfortable. And by the end of the day, I was like, my body feels very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped myself and I was like, no, this baju is uncomfortable. The inside and outside <laughs> <Yes>. voice. <laughs> because she said inside voice is, uh, what was it? Inside voice practices love, like radical uh-huh. self-love, where, whereas the outside... Um, outside voice is what people or like what society tells you yeah. that is wrong with you yeah but in actuality what is wrong is outside as in like you know like what you said like a bajikurong yeah. the bajikurong is making you uncomfortable you're not okay. my body is fine it's fine your body yeah. is fine they it is say that, um, a true reflection of you is not your first thought it's your second thought oh yeah because their first thought is what's socialized inside you your second thought is for you to step back and think about what your first that makes so said. much sense yeah. yeah okay i'm gonna practice that yeah. now we're all growing people <laughs> so like, um what i wrote this down uh, mm-hmm. what i liked about it was the book moves beyond and separates self-love yeah. from confidence and esteem so like self-love is like the full acknowledgement of how our body operates and how other people's bodies operate meanwhile as the book said like self-love and self-confidence and eh, no, self-confidence and self-esteem go up and down yeah. and you can have low self-confidence and low self-esteem but you can still have radical self-love yeah. and i was like damn she's, al- she's always like um she's always forgiving for the days there are going to be days when all of this is not going to work yeah and that's fine giving yourselves grace yeah she said and i'm, I'm just like oh my yeah. god <laughs> everything is great <laughs> i feel like after we read this book we're always so like i don't know we're always just so happy <laughs> i know this we've so been so happy yeah. the past week <laughs> I, I have yeah i i truly I think feel like it's such a validating book <laughs> 
I agree. <laughs> I kind of like see the world in like with fresher eyes yeah. and like understand that these things are happening to me and like there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably like. Uh, you can do shitty things, obviously, but like if you have self love, you can like work towards. Yeah, she also said that yourself. if you think people are shitty, it's probably their personality. Don't attribute it to their looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. <sighs> God, do you have any more thoughts? Um, I have a lot of quotes. <laughs> one, one last quote. Um, hold on. I something that I okay. I really like the, the something about capitalism, like fighting capitalism, and how <clears throat> the capitalist society tells you it, it profits from your body shape, mm-hmm. and it makes you buy things out of this um, hatred for your for your body. Yo, girl. Yeah. So one of our things is like uh, one of the things that she said is that we should question our impulse to buy products mm-hmm. because obviously the products cannot buy your worth, even mm-hmm. though what what uh, even though that's what they're selling. Yeah. So she asks you to question: Do I truly know I am no less worthy without these purchases? And I think that's like super important in our current time. You know, with like self care, Instagram, Instagram, <laughs> skincare, and like it, all of this is profiting from your body shape. Mm-hmm. What you should purchase should come from a place of love. That you, this thing will nourish you instead of like thinking you're already uh, at a deficit and yeah. this product will. Uh, make you go into the green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this does, this book really does make me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, one last quote for me: My yeah. body is my ally. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said, that. "Don't treat your body as a separate thing from your mind," which is what a lot of people mm-hmm. do. Like your mind is fresh as fuck, but you're like, you don't take care of your body, mm. you don't care about your body, you just treat your body as a vessel. Yeah. But she's like, treat it as one thing. Yeah. And I really love that. Okay, there's this there's one more. No, there's Lats. one more. Okay. Lats. So I, what I love about it is that they mentioned one of my favorite poets, Nayira Wahid. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so her. like, um, can, I, can I do the poem? Sure. sure. So the poem is called Three, um, and it goes, And I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I have been waiting for the... I have been waiting my whole life for this. Aww. And I was like, God dang, it's true! <laughs> your life it. is now, it's not in the future. Yeah, exactly. Like, Except your body, you guys. Your body is your friend, your ally. Your body is a wonderland. Uh, Don Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That's yeah. our book for this month, then. You enjoyed it. I, I totally enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was unexpected, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know if I would pick up another self-help book in the future. Ever, ever. But <laughs> this is all the help I need. <laughs> but this one really gave me like kind of the foundation, I would say, to a foundation and an end to it, right? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So, uh, yeah, that's it for February's book. Yeah. March's book. If you want to join us, is called. My Sister, the Serial Killer by Oyintan Bryce White. Good cover. The cover is so cool. Like, yeah. It has this like uh, woman in a, in a... Is that a turban? I'm it's not sure what it's called. It's a turban. Yeah. She's wearing like these aviator glasses. The amazing. color is so good, though. Yeah. The title is intriguing as hell. That's hope and then, it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, something. An award, a list said it's like the best book of 2019. Oh, is it? Yeah, which makes me think, I don't know. Is it overhyping? Is it... For oh, real, for real. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to finding out. Basically, we'll find out together. Yay! Yay. That's all from us now. Bye. Bye. Wait, wait. Follow our Twitter. <laughs> oh, right. Follow our Twitter. Uh, what is it? What's our Twitter? Follow our Twitter, Twitter is at Book Club Haters. Tell your friends about us. Uh, be a friend. Uh, Recommend your books. Bye. Bye. Bye.